Hey, math fans! Jason Marshall, math dude, here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. In the last episode, I kicked things off by asking you to find the lowest common denominator of a pair of fractions. Let's say one half and three fourths. That question led us down a path in which we discovered the fascinating fact that groups of fractions have not just one but an infinite number of common denominators, and it also led us to discover that calculating lowest common denominators requires that we first know how to calculate least common multiples. Now that we've got all of that stuff figured out and safely secured in our bag of mathematical tricks, we're ready to move on to the big question: How do you find the lowest common denominator of a pair or a group of fractions? Stay tuned because that's exactly the problem we'll be learning to solve today. If you're not exactly sure what the least common multiple of a group of numbers is and how to calculate it, I highly recommend taking a look at last week's show about that very topic before continuing on. Pretty much everything we're going to do today relies upon that idea, so I promise it'll be time well spent. To make sure you're good to go on this topic, here's a quick question to test yourself: What's the least common multiple of the numbers three, five, and ten? I'll give you a second to think about it. Okay, did you come up with thirty? The quick and dirty way to find the least common multiple of a group of numbers is to first figure out what the multiples of each individual number look like. In this case, the multiples of three are all the numbers like three, six, nine, twelve, and so on. The multiples of five look like five, ten, fifteen, twenty, and so on. And the multiples of ten look like ten, twenty, thirty, and so on. The least common multiple of a group of numbers is the smallest multiple that all the numbers have in common, which in this case is thirty. With that idea now firmly planted in our brains, we're ready to move on to calculating lowest common denominators. As a refresher, the lowest common denominator is exactly what it sounds like. Out of the infinite number of possible common denominators, the lowest common denominator of a group of fractions is the particular one that is smallest. So, how do you find it? Well, the lowest common denominator of a group of fractions is equal to the least common multiple of their denominators. This is actually a lot simpler than it sounds. To see how it works, let's go back and look at the problem we started last time. What's the lowest common denominator of the fractions one sixth and two thirds? As you may recall, we can use our tried and trusty method of calculating regular old common denominators, but not necessarily lowest common denominators, to figure out that these fractions can be written in terms of the common denominator 18. We find that the fraction one sixth is equivalent to three eighteenths, and the fraction two thirds is equivalent to twelve eighteenths. But 18 is not exactly a tiny number, which sort of leads you to wonder if it might not be the lowest common denominator. So, how do we find out? Well, as we've learned, to find the lowest common denominator of a group of fractions, we need to find the least common multiple of their denominators. In our example, those denominators are six from one sixth and three from two thirds. What are the multiples of six? They're all the numbers like six, twelve, eighteen, and so on. How about the multiples of three? They're all the numbers like three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen, and so on. It's clear that although the common denominator 18 that we used earlier is a common multiple, it's definitely not the least common multiple, which means that it's not the least common denominator. So, what is the least common multiple, and therefore the least common denominator? It's six. 
To write the original fractions 1 6th and 2 thirds in terms of this lowest common denominator 6, all we have to do is multiply the top and bottom of each fraction by whatever number is needed to create the equivalent fraction that has that lowest common denominator. I know that's a lot of words and it might sound a little confusing, but it's actually pretty easy. In this case, since 1 6th is already written in terms of the lowest common denominator 6, we don't need to do anything. In order for 2 thirds to be written in terms of the lowest common denominator, we need to multiply its top and bottom by 2. That gives us a numerator of 2 times 2, or 4, and a denominator of 2 times 3, or 6, for a total of 4 sixths. Which means that 1 sixth and 2 thirds are equivalent to 1 sixth and 4 sixths when written in terms of their lowest common denominator. What if we're dealing with more than two fractions? For example, how do you write the trio of fractions 1 half, 2 thirds, and 3 fourths in terms of their lowest common denominator? Well, the first thing we have to do is find their lowest common denominator, which means that we first need to find the least common multiple of their denominators. As a little work will show you, the least common multiple of the numbers 2, 3, and 4 is the number 12. So that's also the lowest common denominator. Now, to rewrite the fraction 1 half in terms of this common denominator, we need to multiply its top and bottom by 6, which gives us 6 twelfths. To rewrite 2 thirds, we multiply its top and bottom by 4 to get the equivalent fraction 8 twelfths. And 3 fourths can be rewritten in terms of the common denominator 12 by multiplying its top and bottom by 3, giving us 9 twelfths. But why do we need to go through all of this trouble rewriting fractions in terms of their lowest common denominator when we already have a perfectly good way of writing them in terms of a perhaps not lowest, but still perfectly good common denominator? The short and sweet answer is that doing this little bit of work up front to rewrite fractions in terms of their lowest common denominator usually saves you from doing more work later on. If you don't work in terms of the lowest common denominator, you'll inevitably end up needing to simplify the fractions you calculate, which, in truth, can be kind of a pain. But if you instead make a habit of working in terms of the lowest common denominator from the outset, you'll usually finish your problem and find that your answer is already nicely written in its reduced form. So no, it's not absolutely essential to always do things this way. But doing so can make math, and your life, a lot easier. Which is exactly what this show is all about. Okay, that's all the math we have time for today. Remember to become a fan of The Math Dude on Facebook where you'll find lots of great math tips posted every day. That's at facebook.com slash themathdude. Please follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash jasonmarshall. And don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. Give the gift of knowledge this holiday season. Thanks in advance for your support. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with the Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans.